always boils down to love and appreciate and build up the unique human in front of you. Get to know that person, get to know what their challenges are in the world and tailor your parenting to that child's needs. And we use the boy lens because there is commonality to male development. There's commonality to the challenges they face in the world. And that's true for girls too, right? Like there are certain truths about this is how girls develop their pattern of development and the challenge girls face in the world. And so you use that to inform your parenting, but ultimately it's all about the unique child in front of you. Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Raising Adults. We are so happy to have you here. And if you are new to our show, welcome. Welcome to the FFP community, our future-focused parents. Uh, We are really excited about our topic today. But before we dive in, I have to say hi to my co-host, Dina. How's the coat closet today? Hey, you know, I'm starting to get a system. I'm t- today's the best it's been. I opened the door in advance, so it's a little warmer in here. Okay. I have a sweater on, but not a blanket over me like a cape. I'm not a superhero today. So I feel like this is a step in the right direction, Kira. It is. It is. And the weather is warming up, which is really mm-hmm. nice. And there, there is talk, Dina, of you and I one day being back in the laundry room. I know. I think it might actually happen. I and then I will be hanging out with my Christmas decorations right next to me. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> It'll be amazing. Awesome. All right. Well, today we are going to talk about boys, but also girls. And we're going to talk with the incredible co-hosts of On Boys. We have got Janet Allison and Jennifer L.W. Fink on the show today, and they are the co-hosts of the podcast On Boys. And here's what's really cool. This is our first four-way conversation. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. I don't know that we even know how we're going to do that. So we're going to find out. So join us, listeners, as we have an amazing double date here on (laughs) Raising Adults. So Janet and Jennifer, would you just start by introducing yourselves to our listeners? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your show, and then we can kind of dive into the topic today. Sure. I'm Janet. And I am, I always have to say first, I raised girls. I didn't raise boys, but I was a teacher of many, many boys back in the mid-90s, if you can believe it, that long ago. And uh, I recognized early on that I didn't know a lot about boys. And even in my university training, mm -mm, nobody was talking about boys at that time. So I got really curious, what's going on? What do they need? How is education not fitting our boys? How are we trying to make our boys fit a system that doesn't fit. So that set me on this path of advocacy. I created Boys Alive, and I am a family coach and an author and a podcast co-host with my beautiful Jen. I'm Jen. Uh, professionally, I go by Jennifer L.W. Fink because I am also a writer, and I learned there are lots of other Jennifer Finks who write. So if I want to differentiate myself, look for the L.W. <laughs> 
That's great. I love it. I am a mother of four boys, although I just recently told Janet I need to start rephrasing because now three of them are official adults. So Mm -hmm. it is inaccurate to say I'm the mother of boys. I am the mother of four sons. They are currently 15, 18, 20, and 23. And because I'm a writer, years ago when blogging was the big thing, I wanted to learn how to do a blog. Well, write about what you know. So I had blogging about boys. I also like alliteration. Ah. I started writing about my adventures with boys because when I was two boys in, I very quickly realized that they were doing things that I did not understand. I did not understand how you can go from sitting quietly, peacefully on the floor watching Sesame Street. Nothing really changes. Like there's no big change on the screen. And yet you randomly jump up leap upon the couch, run across the couch, jump over to the other one, start running. Like I didn't understand any of this. And my then husband reassured me, yep, that's normal. Huh? So I knew I had things to learn. So I started learning about boys to survive my own life. I started writing about boys. (laughs) I love it. Blogging about boys evolved eventually into buildingboys.net. Janet and I connected because we were both in this boy space. And when podcasts started becoming the thing, not blogs, I said, hey, Janet, want to do a podcast? And that was three years ago. Oh, yeah, we're having our birthday this month. Three years ago, we started and we've uh, talked about boys every week for three years and we still have a lot to learn. Frequently, I will say on the podcast and privately to Janet, like it's so much easier to sit here in my office in front of my microphone and talk about what we know about boys and what we need to do to raise good men. And then I go upstairs and my children present me with a situation that I'm not exactly sure what to do about. (laughs) Yeah, kids like to do that, don't they? I feel like parenting offers lots of those opportunities. And and Jen, I loved that you said you first started learning about boys to survive your own life. That is such great phrasing. Yep, that was actually it. And it really has helped because here's the thing. When you have some insight into why your kids are doing the things they're doing, why they're behaving the way they are, it gets a whole lot easier to, first of all, have empathy for them. And second of all, to respond in ways that are developmentally appropriate, right? Because intuitively, we know that we can't ask a two-year-old to do what we would ask a 16-year-old to do. There's developmental differences. But if you don't understand you know, where boys are at, where kids are at developmentally, it gets a whole lot harder to even know what you can expect from them or how to talk to them. That's so true. So what you're saying is the why really matters. Is the- the- <laughs> <laughs> that <makes> thing? <laughs> see what I did there? Good I segue. see what you did there. It's pretty mm. perfect. And it is a good segue because our audience knows when we discuss a parenting topic, we always start with our why. And we like to have our guests do the same. So Janet and Jen, we'd love to hear kind of your why for getting into this work. Now, Jen, we've heard part of yours was surviving your own life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But also with the topic we're talking about, you know, how do we raise a gentleman that and and balance not going over into toxic masculinity? And how do we couple all of that? So I'm curious with just this important work that you do, what was the drive for that? What's your intention around it? You know, it's interesting because the why has evolved a little bit over over recent years. First, it was survival, as you said. And then a few years ago, when a Me Too movement hit, I think the impetus for so many of us parents of boys 
it started in the negative because it became, how do we not raise Harvey Weinstein? How do we not do that? And then if you flip it positive, okay, well, what characteristics do we want in our boys, in our men? So how do I raise a male who is aware of others, who has empathy, who acts with integrity? How do I do those things? And then it becomes a little bit more complex because that's one part of it. But the other part of it for me is, and, and a male child, adult, who can be himself in the world despite all of this pressure to be and act in certain ways. That's my why. Janet, how about you? My why it really started in the classroom, in the education system, and recognizing that for our boys, they are taught primarily by women from preschool, kindergarten, first grade. Many children don't have a male teacher until mm, maybe sixth grade, middle school. And uh, I always think about this mom who told me that her seven-year-old came home one day from first grade and said, Mom, all the girls are perfect and I'm the bad one. And can you imagine going to school every day with that in your mind. And so my mission really began with, you know, how do we help female teachers open up their lens and understand their boys, understand that preschool boy and why he needs to be so active. And along the way, I had so many moms coming to me saying, I don't understand my boys. They're noisy and they're active. Like Jen said, you know, they're jumping on the couch in a moment's notice and I don't get them. Well, how can you raise a human that you don't understand? And so my, my goal was really to broaden our scope. What do we need to know and understand about our boys? And that's been my passion and my mission. And, and I love that our podcast can amplify that message globally. Yeah, that is incredible. And I think what I'm personally so excited about for our topic today is we often hear all this stuff about female empowerment, right? How mm -hmm. do we arm females? How do we empower females? And one of the conversations that I have with a good friend of mine who has a son, is about, and I have one as well, is about... Yes, we have to do all that for girls. We really do. But we also have to be looking at the boys. We yes. have to look at because at the end of the day, that the problem exists there, right? When it mm -hmm. comes to, you know, toxic masculinity or the Me Too movement, those kinds of things. So how do we, and I love what you've said, how do we foster the character traits in our boys that turn them into the men that are going to walk through the world to support the female empowerment that we're giving to our girls? Because that female empowerment is useless <laughs> if we don't have boys that grow up into men to support it, right? So let's talk a little bit then about, you know, raising these men or gentlemen, if we want to call them that. And we're going to make sure that we're also talking about then how this affects how we raise our girls, because our audience is not just, you know, parents of mm -hmm. boys. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this conversation is bigger than that as well. So let's just start with how how do we foster these traits? How do we raise a gentleman, you know, in today's world without being condescending or suppressing the empowerment of our girls? This is the toughest question, I think, that is facing parents of boys today. 
And partly, I want to ask all of your listeners to think for a moment and first of all, realize that our perspective as adults is not the same as our children's. So what we know, what we've experienced, all those things that are influencing our actions, thoughts, and behavior, our children are having very different experiences. And my boys, the youngest is now 15, my oldest is 23. So over the last two decades, they have been growing up in an environment where they are surrounded, and the girls in their class are as well, they are surrounded by these messages of female empowerment. So they are surrounded by the future is female. Girls can do, girls can be anything. Just recently, Kamala Harris was uh, elected vice president and sworn in as vice president. And I cried because I didn't, I didn't realize that I wasn't going to see that in my lifetime. And what, what I didn't fully realize until afterwards was that my boys did not understand what the big deal was. Mm-hmm. because so many of our boys, their perspective is, well, yeah, the girls are awesome. Like Janet said, the teachers love the girls. So one of the things that we as parents have to do is help provide context. And you can do this from the time your kids are little. It is absolutely essential to be having explicit discussions about this as your kids go through the tween and teen worlds, because Our kids, by definition, they don't know what happened before they were here in the world. We have to help them understand the context so that they can understand and appreciate the fact that this is why girls have historically needed support. Mm -hmm. I love that because I also think we've said this a few times on the show, I think, Kira, where it is important for us as adults also to admit when we don't get it when we don't understand our child's experience because mm-hmm. they're they're living through a different time and a different situation and entering into that yes helping them understand what came before but also admitting hey i want to know about your experience of the world because it is not the same i think that is really powerful so i'm curious then for the context of our audience those things are so important And understanding that their experience of them might be so different. But how does that then affect, and maybe Janet, you can speak to this since you've had daughters, how does that then affect how we're having our our girls respond if we have daughters? How, How do we help them as this big thing has such an impact? It is so deep. It's so deep. And I mean, I think, again, I always go back to the place of we are all humans. We value, you know, kindness for all of us, happiness, all the things we want for all of our kids, boys and girls. I mean, I think it is, again, and it's, you know, redundant, but we just need to have the conversations and we need to point out age appropriately oh, here's this in the news, or here's this on your video game. And how are women represented on your game? And is that, do you think that that's a true representation of the people that you see at school? And and so it's really just trying to understand their experience, as Jen said, but also just to open up the lens and well, what do you think about this? And here's this new story or this movie and to talk about how characters are represented and mm-hmm. have you been told that it's not okay to cry? And what do you do when you see a girl who's crying or, and so it's 
it's just a continual awareness and conversation. And I really do want to also um, put in a shout out here to our dads who are parenting in this time of great complexity as you know as we're talking about it's really hard to wrap our brains around all of the dimensions of this and i feel like our dads are really caught in this generational expectation let's call it of you know we want you to be emotional and effusive in your vocabulary and tell us how you feel and and our dads are operating in this shifting world of you want me to be this way. I don't know how to be that way because I wasn't parented that way. I don't have that. I don't have that in my cells. You know, I don't have that as my default. And yet I hear it from the news. I hear it from my spouse. I hear it all over that I need to be more relational, more feeling, all the things. And it comes more easily for some men than others. And I, I just sense the confusion among dads and this like this striving of I want to be that, but I don't know how I don't know where to start. I don't know how to be that. Take Notice Amplifying Black Stories is a brand new podcast with a mission to take notice, to listen, to hold space by amplifying black stories, experiences, and voices. Conversations on family life, finding joy, and interests of folks in our country who encounter racism on a daily basis. I've never made a cup of coffee or a shot of espresso in my life before now. That didn't matter. What mattered was just bringing community together. GIs would come back and they got GI loans and the GI Bill they could go to college, they could get educations, things that were specifically in a lot of cases denied to black veterans who came back. A portion of these discussions will be dedicated to holding space for guests who are comfortable sharing their personal experiences with racism. We invite you to follow and subscribe. You can find us online at takenoticepodcast.org or on your favorite podcast app by searching Take Notice colon Amplifying Black Stories. Stories help us all learn and connect. We are here to listen to Take Notice. I think it's such an interesting perspective that you're sharing today. Reminds me of something that happened in our home, actually, in the 2016 election. And I am I am known on our show for being the raging liberal, so this isn't going to come as a shock. But I voted for Hillary Clinton, and I took a picture. It like makes me sad when I think about it. I took a picture of myself and my daughter with my ballot, hmm. and because I I mean I'm all for female empowerment and all those things. I have a daughter. I want to raise her in this way, blah, blah, blah. I want my son to understand why I'm doing this, you know, all the things you're saying. And in just this flash of a moment, I took this picture with my daughter and my son's face just fell. Like, why, oh. why am I not in the picture? Oh. And and he was right, right? It was like, for me, it was this big day for me and my girl. And you know, with all my parenting background and all the things that I bring to the table, just in that flash, it didn't occur to me what you said, because you said it so perfectly, that he isn't growing up the way I did. So for him, he doesn't get it. Whereas mm-hmm. if if my husband got it, my husband was like, yay, let's take this picture, right? Mm-hmm. Because of how he was raised. But we aren't raising my son that way. And so it confused him and hurt him. And mm-hmm. that is really powerful what you just brought to the table, I think, mm-hmm. because it it doesn't mean we're negating the female empowerment. It doesn't mean that we don't need to have focus on that. We have to honor 
where our sons are in their experience that's different to ours and and that contextualization of helping them understand why we're having this conversation, why I'm taking this picture but bringing them into the picture because they're a part. That's what I should have done, right? He's a part of that future. He deserved to be in that photo. So Mm -hmm. I just, I'm really, um, I don't know, I'm really touched by that perspective. Yeah. And Janet, I don't think it was redundant at all when you said, oh, this might be redundant, but we've got to have the conversations. Oh my goodness. Yes, we do. We couldn't agree more. We talk all the time about the communication piece is how you start to lay this foundation, right? And it isn't even one conversation. It's a series of conversations over years while you're raising your people. So that is so important. Thank you for for bringing that up. Well, and and as as we talk about having conversations with boys, we got to put a few practical strategy plugs in here because it's not going to go the way it goes with our girls. And that's a piece that often puzzles moms. And to recognize that your conversations with your boys are going to be in short little bursts in, you know, a minute here, a couple minutes there. It's going to be when you're uh, likely when you're otherwise occupied. Mm-hmm. It's going to be when you're in the car, yep. when you're maybe walking, that you're moving together, that you're, you know, out tossing a ball or cooking together. And it it will be short little bursts. It might be at bedtime when the lights are low and there's not that that kind of need for eye contact that we as women crave and our boys really don't feel so comfortable with. So recognizing, and I, I always say the three keys of really being a boy-friendly communicator is moving side by side, fewer words on your part, lots of pauses, and don't be so, don't figure eye contact into the scenario as much. And don't take it personally if he doesn't want to look at you while you're talking. It really is. Yeah, our podcast is on boys. So certainly we talk about boys, but it always boils down to love and appreciate and build up the unique human in front of you. Get to know that person, get to know what their challenges are in the world and tailor your parenting to that child's needs. And we use the boy lens because there is commonality to male development. There's commonality to the challenges they face in the world. And that's true for girls too, right? Like there are certain truths about this is how girls develop their pattern of development and the challenge girls face in the world. And so you use that to inform your parenting, but ultimately it's all about the unique child in front of you. I I really would love for you to um, let our listeners know how they can find you, find your podcast, if they want to connect with you, Um, give us all the things. Well, I am the founder of Boys Alive, so that's boysalive.com, and you can find our podcast on boys anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe at onboyspodcast.com, put a dash between each of those words, and you'll find it. And uh, you can find Jennifer at... I have buildingboys.net. I also offer a weekly subscription newsletter that you can find by going to buildingboys.net. And Janet and I each have Facebook groups as well, which are great places to connect with other parents who are in the trenches and wrestling with these questions. Well, thank you so much, Jen and Janet, for just sharing not only your experience as parents, as 
an educator, but also your expertise on this topic. I know it's going to be so helpful to our parents out there who are raising sons and daughters as well. All the people raising humans are going to benefit from this. So thanks for your insight on what is really a very layered and complex topic. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And as we said at the beginning, you know, double date in our future. (laughs) Let's do it. I love it. I love it. Well, listeners, I hope that you found that conversation as engaging as we did. There's a lot to think about there. And I think it's really easy to fall on one side or the other of this conversation. And what I really loved about this conversation is that these ladies present both sides and actually acknowledge the fact that we actually have to look at both of them in order to really move forward as a society. And I I don't even know that I had thought about that as deeply as I did today. So really so excited that they were here with us today. Do check them out if you want more information and you want to engage with them more. It's on Boys Podcast. And um, if you want to connect with us, uh, we would love to hear from you. You can go to futurefocusedparenting.com. Make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you leave us that nice review, we will pop it up on social media. So um, be sure to rate and review our podcast. We're always so grateful and very, very grateful to the 114 of you that have already done that. Thanks for being with us, and we will be back next week. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in my laundry room and partially in Dina's coat closet. Editing by Allison Preisinger. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.